you know, so we, we give God praise and we just thank God, yeah, that people are getting well. It's only eternity that will be able to see all the people that we touched. So I tell everybody, please don't wait till you get sick. Don't wait till you can't breathe. Everybody needs to have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in their medicine cabinet. Get it. Go on our website, drstellamd.com. Use promo code DEFIANT. You get 5% off. If you don't get it, if you wait till you get sick, by the time we mail it to you, it might be two or three days and you'll be going through serious panic. People have ended up in the hospital because they didn't know this information. Share the information with everybody you know. Give them the promo code DEFIANT. It doesn't matter. Even they don't watch this show. So that they can get this thing, keep it in their medicine cabinet. We don't know what else is going to happen. The last time I heard there was a fluoro, they had fluorona, they had delta crown, they had omni, delta, I don't know. They, it looks like they just cook up something at Davos and then create some name and throw it out there and start harassing us. So just make sure whether it's fluorocron, delta crown, or whatever, omnicron, they are all sensitive to hydroxychloroquine and isomectin. Here is the part, here is the thing, right? There are some doctors that are hydroxychloroquine only. There are some other doctors that are ivermectin only. only. Yep. There are other ones that are bestinite only. That's not what we do. When we get somebody gets sick, we have a whole cocktail. We give them hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. We give them uh, a Z pack. We give them baby aspirin to stop them from getting blood clots. We give them a steroid to stop the inflammation. We give them so you know something. So it's a whole cocktail. It's not one medicine. And people I, always tell me, well, I got sick, and what do I do? What, should I increase my dose? I said, no, go back to the website, sign up as a, a repeat patient, and get treated properly. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers, 
hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom Then the father hen will call his chickens home The wise men will bow down before the throne And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns When the man comes around Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still Listen to the words long written down When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks In measured hundredweight and penny pound When the man comes around And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. Hey, Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So, uh, tonight, we're going to kick it off. Uh, we got a guest with us. Yes. Uh, Dr. Kurt Elliott. Uh, he is the... Kirk. 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 Sorry. Kirk. Yes. I don't think like you want to be... Kirk. I don't think you want to be called Kurt. No. Kurt would be just an ugly name. Captain Kirk is so much better. Yeah, so much yes. better. Either way, he is our <laughs> gold and silver guy. Yep. And uh, this is the one, like I told you, I only bring functional stuff on the show that I think is worth our while. Uh, not only yours, but ours as well. And on top of that, we don't know shit about money. We're terrible with money. Like um, my mom jokes that it's like the blind leading the blind because I'm in charge of the money and it's kind of ridiculous. So uh, Dr. Kirk is much better... Uh, much, I would say he's, he's, he's much wiser. better at, at explaining, you know, I mean, the, 
the inflation rate that came out yesterday, eight and a half percent. What does that mean? Like I go to the grocery store and I'll tell you, shit's a lot more expensive than eight and a half percent. Why is the inflation rate only eight and a half percent? Like uh, these are questions that I have. I'm, are they lying to us about that too? Obviously. Um, so anyway, without further ado. Yeah, we're going to bring him in here and uh, jump right into this. I'll thank you. I'll thank you. I'll thank Dr. Kirk, how are you, sir? Dude, I am doing awesome. Just well, really doing great. And you know what? You don't you don't have to worry about getting my name wrong. I've been called Kurt, Keith, all kinds of other four-letter words by people on the left. It doesn't really matter as long as we're all friends. You can call me whatever yeah. you want. We are all friends. <laughs> I, I've heard that too before that uh, <laughs> that I've been called several different things, but <laughs> you had um, this eight and a half percent. This has been something that's been bugging me because there's no way that this could not be could not have been foreseen. Well, yeah, let's jump right into it. Not only okay, not foreseen. I mean, it's just bogus though, too. I mean, so let's face it. You, a few weeks ago, we had wheat triple in price in one day. Um, two weeks ago, there was a gas station in San Diego that had $10 per gallon gas. Granted, it's by the airport in San Diego and that's normally price gouging, but come on, 10 bucks, give me a break. Since, since Brandon came in and occupied the Oval Office, um, gas prices at the pump have doubled a hundred percent. So eight and a half percent, not, not buying it, not, not buying it at all. Right. So, so, but here's here's the thing they they fabricate numbers a lot to to make things um better for for the government so another thing that they fabricate when we're talking about lying numbers is the unemployment rate right so so let's just say that you've been looking for a job and after three months you're still looking for a job but after three months under the obama administration they said you're no longer unemployed after three months. You're just discouraged. It's like, well, of course they're discouraged. They don't have a stinking job. But does that mean that you're unemployed? Yeah, you're still unemployed. Well, when you get so discouraged that you completely stop looking for work, no matter what time it is, whether it's one month or 10 months, whatever, they don't count that either. So that's called the participation rate. So in the last month, 11 million people came off that participation rate it was so does that mean that 11 million people have been hired and are now working no it means it got so stinking discouraged that they that they're just that gave up they gave up looking for work but the government now says they're they're not unemployed by their own choice they chose not to work so so this is how under under brandon's administration the the employment numbers are looking pretty decent because that participation rate's coming down the inflation rate is, is ridiculously low. And so another thing about the inflation rate is there's another number that came out that's even more important than that. That's the producer price index, which is the cost of manufacturing, right? Everybody that makes stuff, all these manufacturers, from last March until this one, their prices went up 11.5%. It's the largest increase in the history of America in one year where producer prices went up 11.5%. So if the prices of those goods went up 11.5%, how can inflation only be at 8.5%? I mean, this is wild, magic, fuzzy math. And I realize, and I was in public school too growing up. 
but people who are making up these numbers have to be products of the public school system where it doesn't matter what answer you give because you're still right. <laughs> well, well, Common Core is a relatively new thing. I would hope that the people that are running the financial system are older than, you know, 20, which is, you know, like people that are coming out of in college now are, are the first ones that started in Common Core. Don't get me started on Common Core. Well, um, it's possible they came up with Common Core to have people not so smart to figure out that they're fudging the numbers. Well, I firmly believe that they have uh, absolutely faci facilitated the dumbing down of our society and our education system for, you know, ex one of many reasons, that being one of many reasons. But yes. Something, something you said the last time you were on, you were talking about the fuel, uh, our... I guess you would call our. That we haven't uh, bought any new fuel, so all the yeah. fuel that we currently have is stuff we've bought we had, for, we've had you know, forever. Minus forty dollars, and so, why are we paying ten bucks a gallon or whatever? So, yeah. Joe or Brandon decides that hey, I'm gonna go and go ahead and release a million barrels a day for however long. I think it was like right six, up until the midterms. six or seven days. Right, right, like right before the mid six months. Right oh, six the mid months. Yep. So he's saying hundred and eighty days. So yep. hundred eighty days, he's gonna release a, a hundred barrels a day from. A million, a million, barrels, a a million barrels a day to help with the gas prices. That being said, uh, I remember last time you were on the show that you had said that, and I've been saying every time they say it on the news, which is pretty often, that not that won't even affect what we really have because they're actually not going to start probably, you know, releasing a million dollars or a million barrels a day from the national stockpile for probably a good another six months, even before they start doing that. And that'll be what? October. So they might use a half month's worth of our what's in our emergency stockpile. I, I don't think that'll put much of a dent into it. But my question is, is, is that really going to help the economy? Because I don't I don't see a million barrels a day really helping the economy at all. I mean, in the gas market. Because we do have some farmers in here. And a farmer just said that sweet feed is up over like 30% from last year. Right. It, it's not going to help at all, Mick. I mean, it's 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 just like a pimple on an elephant's butt. It doesn't it doesn't matter. But in the world of of soundbite news media, people are going to think this will matter. This is pretty awesome that he's given more supply when we're not getting it from the OPEC nations, and that should drive the prices down. So everybody thinks in in news bite cycles, whether it's right or wrong, right? If if there's news on Facebook, it's got to be real. So, so, I mean, this is the, the nation that we're living in, right? Where everything is a soundbite, perception is reality. And that's why they say it, but it, but it absolutely, you're right. It makes no difference. It won't make any difference at all. So, so we've got that issue going on. We've got the issue with, with fertilizer coming in from Russia, which is why a lot of the feed is going up because they're the largest exporter of fertilizer to the whole world. So all of our agriculture um, producers, they're going to have lower yields this year, right? And so that's already being built into future prices because if there's a lower yield, companies aren't going to be able to make as much because they don't have as much. So they're actually starting to raise prices now in anticipation what's coming. See, perception is reality. We have to always realize that in the financial markets. It doesn't matter what's real. It matters what people think is real will move the markets. Well, and that's, that's a, that's a great point 
I, I liked your perception as reality because uh, as we're slowly learning, that's true on the political stage and the world stage as well, because all we've got Saudi Arabia making fun of us uh, or not making fun of us, but making, making fun, fun of, of Brandon. him. Yeah. And in turn, they're essentially trying to flex their muscle in the United States saying, look at us. Um, I got to, I got to say that I haven't heard much about Iran in the news lately. Well, we just gave them a whole bunch more money, right? Not yet. They're trying to work that deal out with Russia. That's why I was wondering. I didn't know if in the financial world, you know, anything had been said about Iran. I, I haven't I haven't heard anything. Um, nobody's heard anything about uh, Russia and China. Actually, now our, their trade from this year has gone up 28 percent ever since ever since um, Brandon did his stupid nuclear policy of of basically economic nuclear policy, not nuclear nuclear, right? But but the, the getting them out of the SWIFT deal, well, China and Russia really became closer, tighter kissing cousins, so to speak, right? They're doing everything together now. Financially, their trade has increased by 28% with each other. See, when when we did what we did to Russia, but what what whatever is real, it does it, it doesn't matter, but Putin. He's not going to stop until there's victory in Ukraine, right? He's just not going to stop. So this is an ongoing perception of what's going to happen in the markets, right? So, so what is what are they doing? That what what are the domino effects of of what we did? Well, I'll I'll tell you about the domino effects because the nail was put in the coffin of the U.S. dollar. So. Biden did his little thing with the with getting Russia, kicking Russia out of the SWIFT banking system, which means bank wires coming in and out, no, no money transfers. So then Russia says, hey, China, let's do this thing with you then. Let's create our own SWIFT system and we're going to call it SIPS, C-I-P-S. So, so now they're, they're pulling in all kinds of other countries into SIPS. What Biden did is he de-dollarized the rest of the world forever. Once they get out of the Western financial system, they're out forever. Why would they ever come back? And now we're blinded to any kind of financial traction uh, uh, transactions. So no more seeing if there's money laundering, human trafficking, arms trafficking, drug trafficking. We can't see it anymore because they've got their own system. It's now blinded to the West. So then what Russia did, I'm just saying a little narrative here. I'm, I'm taking us on a little story of what Russia is doing. So mm -hmm. then last week about a week and a half ago they decided hey let's cut a deal with india we're going to cut a deal with india because india wants our oil and we can't get payments anymore from it so how about if we get rid of the petrodollar we don't want to do any business with the stinking us dollar anymore so we'll exchange oil for for rupees and rubles right so bilateral trade agreement first nail in the coffin because since the 1970s it's the only reason that the U.S. dollar can we can print as much as we have because there's been built in demand for it with the petrodollar, meaning all oil settlements anywhere in the world were traded in petrodollars or U.S. dollars. Right. So now Russia and India decide we're 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 sticking this international agreement in the dirt where it belongs. And now this in a world where there's no guarantees, we don't even know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. Right. This mm -hmm. is a guarantee that I will make. It's, they're only the first. There's going to be country after country after country that starts abandoning the petrodollar system and getting away from the U.S. dollar. So if we don't have demand for our currency anymore because there's no demand for the petrodollar, we still have a national debt to fund. 
what what Biden did with the SWIFT thing is now causing this kind of mayhem. We're going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow to fund every stimulus bill under the planet to fund our national debt for entitlements for all the stuff that the government thinks they have to do. They're going to have to print more, which accelerates the inflationary pressures. But then there's more to this dumb story. So even after that first nail in the coffin to the petrodollar, Russia said, all right, we'll actually take gold for payments too, right? So now, one step farther than taking gold for payments, they just pegged their currency, the ruble, to gold. 5,000 rubles for one gram of gold. So it's not like a dollar for dollar backing, but it's a start in the right direction, right? So here's where I'm thinking this is this is majorly bizarro world right here, right? Where I'm looking at Russia and thinking, okay, we've got this currency, the ruble that nobody wanted before, but now it's kind of backed by gold. It's like, hmm, it's a little bit more attractive. But but just because something's backed by gold doesn't mean that you would want to invest in a currency. And I'm not talking about us. We would never want to invest in a currency. I'm talking about other countries, right? Mm-hmm. Divesting themselves, buying other currencies. You have to have an economy that's sustainable to, to fund that currency that's now backed by gold. Well, what have they got? Russia's got oil, gas, grain. They're the largest supplier of basically food stuff to most of most of Asia. So so they've got food and gas and oil, something that everybody wants. That's their economic sustainability. They've now got a currency that's partially backed by gold. They're in cahoots with China to basically um, usurp the Western financial system. It's like all of a sudden, the ruble doesn't look too shabby, right? And this is their goal. This was their goal all along. And so they're, they're getting rid of Western influences. And, we've, and what Biden did has created a whole nother axis power block, which is which is multiple nails in the coffin, all because of an executive action of a swift getting not allowing Russia to, to take payments via wires. So this I is what we're seeing. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Kirk. Let me let me just something you said a while back clicked in my head. You said now that they're not in our system anymore. We can't track drug dealers, child traffickers, money launderers. Who's the biggest money launderer, drug dealer, child trafficker that we know of? Uh, that's not in jail? Because El Chapo would probably be no, number uno the, on my the, list. The Biden crime family? Well, that too, yeah. You have the Biden, Biden crime syndicate. That's a good point. Interesting. That who, could be- who does it benefit? Yeah. Who does it benefit by we, doing that? We can't. We can see still see historical stuff, right? Yeah, you can still see historical stuff because it's there. But, but going forward, stuff, yeah. now, now that they're out, look at all the money that we're sending to Ukraine. Now you know that's not actually going to Ukraine. You know they're laundering that shit through Ukraine, and it's going back into their pocket pockets. What better way to do it now through their through this other system? Sorry. Things click in my head like that and I get going. I, I fall down conspiracy rabbit holes, but they often turn out to be true. So he lets me go. Well, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, what are what better way to do it than to hide something by by blaming America for it? Right. And it's like you forced the issue. Yeah. You forced the issue. Our people still need to survive. Our people still need to eat. So we're we're just going to create our own system, man. But. What better way to hide stuff 
if you have to hide some of your own stuff than to create the problem that makes the solution. Very Hegelian, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so Hegel's philosophy is that you want to get something done that nobody would vote for, create a problem that's so bad where your solution now looks pretty good, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, yeah. And, and not we only live that, in that world every single day. I was about days. to say, what is the government? What is the government known for? They're known for creating a mess. And then they say, well, we need more government to clean that mess up. And then we need more government to monitor the mess cleaner uppers of the first government. It's the same thing Big Pharma does, too. You know, the they, government does. They, they give you something to make you sick and then they sell you more drugs to deal with the side effects um, and then more drugs to deal with those side effects. It's yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's we call it a self-licking ice cream cone. So <laughs> you're uh are we with uh, is gold gotten any better and is or is silver still we're, we're still the top in silver, one? right? No, oh, uh, we're still in silver. I mean, silver's outperforming. We've got supply chain chain disruptions, manufacturing demand. We've got inventory constraints. I mean, here's okay. Here's the deal with silver. Why we are a hundred percent into silver, and it's not that I'm against gold. I love gold, but if we leverage silver right now, I can get you free gold down the road by selling silver that outperforms and then rolling it into gold, right? Gets, I can get you more then than I could have today. But here's yeah. the thing with silver. So last week, um, Bank of America's numbers came out on their short position. They're 1.2 billion ounces short. That matches JP Morgan Chase's short position of 1.2 billion ounces of silver that are short. That's 2.4 billion ounces. In, a, in 2022, the total amount of silver manufactured by mines is 2 billion ounces. They're shorting more than what's being produced in a given year. Do you think there's a short squeeze coming? Yes. So let's add a little bit more to that, to that layer. So manufacturing demand for silver is 1.2 billion ounces. That means there's 800 million ounces left for investors. That's not very much, especially when they've got 2.4 billion ounces short, right? Because the manufactured silver is going to be used. It's going to be consumed. It's going to go away. So that means there's 800 million ounces left. That means the number of short position ounces is triple, triple what the, the amount of yeah. investable silver. Don't tell me that a short squeeze isn't going to happen when you've got that kind of constraint happening, when they're going to have to provide physical delivery and they've got triple the amount that's even going to be available. This is going to be a wild ride. And that's why we're, we're into silver right now. It's not just because of the manufacturing demand. It's not because of the supply shortages. It's not because of all of that other stuff, but it's all of that added together with a short squeeze that we're seeing that the people at Reddit and Wall Street Bets has initiated about a year ago. It's not over yet, especially with these kind of constrained numbers. This is going to be a wild ride. And I want every investor of mine, every person I know to take advantage of this because this is where we can thrive in the face of our freedoms eroding underneath our nose, right? Our finances don't need to erode with it. And this is the, the, the blessing, you know, the beauty from ashes kind of a moment that we can all take advantage of rather than that trend taking advantage of us. Agreed. I, that is uh, yeah. better put than most. So invest your money today, folks. Uh, you can go to Kurt Elliott, uh, PhD.com uh, and a promo code define or call 720-605-3900 and you can get your gold and silver today. It's a real simple process. Myself and VLIN have done it. And uh, well, we're working on it. I actually um, was waiting to see how much money you were going to spend on, you know, scopes and 
and uh, tractors oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, um, but so have that. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to get the big expenditures out of the way. But I, I am going to the bank tomorrow now that I've determined what our future outlay is going to be. So um, just about everything else is in now. So there you go, because you have to wire it to them. Yeah, no. right. It can be done through like I was trying to do it through the app on my phone and it doesn't work. That's more like a like a direct deposit. And this has to be wired with your name like your full name on the top of the wire so they know where it's coming from, where it's going to. And if you're going to have it in the depository, you got to fill out a special form. We are not. We are taking physical delivery of the silver because um, I think the shit's going to hit the fan here really soon. And with all the guns we have, I want it in our house anyway. So um, that that works better for us. But maybe not for everybody because <laughs> if we were still living, you know, I mean, we've lived in some places before where I would not want to keep silver in the house. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But do you <laughs> ship outside the U S <laughs> of course you're not, I, I'm not worried about that. He's not, but you know, do you ship outside the United States? We got a, we got somebody from Scotland listening and he said, your name is Scottish uh, AF, which yeah. I'm pretty sure you can figure that out. It is. It, I'm, I'm Scotch Irish um, to the core. In fact, my family lineage, Elliot clan, that's Scottish as well. They were the enforcer clan for Robert the Bruce, if you want to look it up. And they got booted out of Scotland, went to Ireland. They got booted out of Ireland, went to Canada, and then came here. So, um, yeah, the Elliot clan, a little bit wild. The, but, but the, name, Kirk, the name Kirk means church in, in old Celtic Scottish language. Yes, in Gaelic, actually. And, uh, Gaelic, yes. And, uh, your family followed mine too, because we're one of the only families in Ireland that actually has, uh, I guess one of my great ancestors was a Lord and there's a small patch. It's actually whatever. Anyway, it's a material, but he owned, they had their own little area and the O'Reilly's, uh, they were, and it was spelled the O R A G H I E L I E G H way, which is the Gaelic way of spelling O'Reilly. Um, or actually it's Celtic, but believe it or not, it's not even Gaelic. It's Celtic. It's a Celtic way of spelling O'Reilly. But anyway, um, yeah, they ended up same way. They got kicked out of Scotland, ended up in Ireland, and then they never got kicked out of Ireland. So, yeah, well, not until your family got well, kicked yeah, out of yeah. Your direct <laughs> got kicked out of Ireland. That was a like, whole other issue. You should have a family reunion, Mick, of all the family members that got kicked out of other countries. And we had a reunion just here in the States and on the East Coast, uh, basically East to Midwest. We had 70,000. No, something. we had 3,000 people at Oh yeah, they're in the uh, one in New in Jersey. This, that was the small branch, one. My branch, the Dublin one, was yes. like seventy thousand people. So he's got three. We and had like half, over a million people. He, that he showed has up three and a half million living relatives. That's a really oh, scary Lord. thought. So I don't know. have a just a picture of a family tree. I have a wall. We have a whole a wall. Family that's a family tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know that's what happens when you're Irish Catholic. Um, yeah. But but do you Hump guys like rabbits? Do you ship out of the U outside of the U.S.? Do you ship overseas? We can't ship overseas, but for my overseas clients, we open up a depository in, in Delaware at the at the Comex depository. That's how we can handle. I mean, the, the value added tax, it sometimes it acts 25 plus percent trying to ship it overseas and it's just a pain in the rear. So we just don't do it. We just open up a depository account for all of our foreign clients. Okay. Awesome. 
Outstanding. Anybody Fantastic. else got any other questions about this? Uh, we'd love to hear them. And I'm sure uh, Doc here will take your question. I mean, he's answering everything else we've asked him. We've even asked some wacky stuff, well, like not being able to track money overseas and stuff like that. So here, I have a, I have a question real quick. So uh, this story came in at Zero Hedge. It says, uh, Moon on Wall Street is apocalyptic, yet nobody wants to sell. And here's why. So um, they're, they're warning of an imminent recession, a great recession like worse than we've seen since the great depression which may follow shortly thereafter so what what are your thoughts on that um you know they they say the what the uh the sunshine's brightest right before uh before the dark or before the rain yeah exactly um you know this uh this this awesome stock market seemingly right now is is gonna potentially crash here soon yeah, um, I, I know you I, you hate the start market stock market but as do i but um yeah what are your thoughts on all that um i don't think we're going to have a recession a recession means you've got lowering output not as much production lowering demand and therefore prices come down to attract more people to buy because output and demand is down right that's a recession what we are going to have is lowering output lowering demand because people have no money but because we are in so much debt as a nation, they're going to have to print money to overcome the, the declining tax revenue that they're getting. So, so what is that? What is that that I just mentioned? Lowering output, lowering demand, but higher prices. That's stagflation. Mm -hmm. That's what we had in the late 70s. So we're not going to have recession. We'll have a recession in the, in the business climate, but prices aren't going to come down with it. We've got worse. It's going to be much worse than that. It's going to be a stagflation on steroids like the Jimmy Carter years times 50, because we have way much more debt now than we did back then. I mean, Biden's stupid budget is $5.8 trillion, the proposed budget. We only bring in $3.8 trillion. That means there's a $2 trillion deficit outside of any special spending bill. So it took us 250 years to go from zero to 30 trillion in national debt. In one year, he's adding, wants to add 2 trillion to it just because of the deficit. That's like 8% of all of the, it took 250 years to accumulate in one year. They're spending like drunken sailors, right? And, and there's not enough revenue to cover it. So this is why inflation is gonna persist. Job growth is gonna slow down. The stock market's gonna get hit hard. The bond market's gonna get crushed because of rising interest rates. I mean, yuck. Oh, and housing. Okay, we, we haven't even talked about housing, but, yeah. but it, housing right now is the least affordable that it's been ever. A report from a couple days ago the least affordable ever in the history of America because prices are so high and now interest rates are starting to rise. So what does that mean? Not many people pay cash for houses. Most people finance them. So when they're the highest point ever, prices go up, um, you're going to have housing market is going to get hit hard. It's going to be an epic fail. But what happens when people can't afford houses, they still have to live. Not everybody can live under a bridge, right? So they're going to go rent. But there's not enough rental space because so many people can't afford houses that now even rental prices are going through the roof and there's very little supply of places to live. So this is going to start messing with social dynamics in the country as people don't have a place to live to actually raise their families because everything's so expensive. Thank you, Biden, for what you've done in printing money, paying people to stay home, extending the debt ceiling. Um, having build back better plans, infrastructure bills, 
spending like a drunken sailor, blaming it on COVID that you created. I mean, this is all just nonsense, right? And, and but this is the world that we're living in. So long answer to your short little question. It's not going to be a recession. It's going to be worse than that, in my opinion. But the, 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 the magic behind that is that causes gold and silver to go through the roof. This is where if we act and we do something, and we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers as well, we can take advantage of these trends and our, and our finances don't need to erode with our freedoms. We can actually thrive during these kind of markets. You just have to take the, the bold decision and act and do something your advisor is telling you not to do. Guaranteed. If you tell your advisor you're going to go into gold and silver, all that you've ever heard from them your whole life is, hey, when stocks stink, you go into bonds and bonds stink, you go into stocks. But when they both stink together, they have no solution. They don't have the right tools. That's what we're hearing right now. So, so you just have to take that bold decision, get away from your existing advisor who's only dealing with paper and go into physical metals because that will be your, your train ticket out of this, this mayhem and actually you can thrive and you don't have to settle for surviving. Outstanding. And like you said, you said it can be shipped in what bars you said, uh, was it bullion uh, or bullion? bullion. Bars in, uh, I thought you, I thought, thought it was like bullion bars and coin or whatever the. Uh, yeah. Say bullion. bullion can be coins or bars. It's just low, low cost. You know, it's not semi numismatic. It's not rare. It's not a collectible. Bullion can be coins or bars mix. So one ounce rounds, 10 ounce okay. bars, hundred ounce bars, thousand yeah. ounce bars. That's all bullion. When you get out of the bullion range, you're dealing with something that's old and rare and collectible, high premium. You never, ever, ever recapture that premium ever. So don't ever do it. Don't ever do that kind of junk. Gotcha. All right. Well, cool. appreciate it. And uh, thank you a bunch. And uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have more questions. I, actually, I, I do have one more question because I heard you on uh, We The People Radio, which was fantastic, by the way. Um and I know they're very excited to have you on. So, um, awesome. they're awesome, by the way. Yeah, they are. We, I love them. Uh, so, you were telling them that you have a formula to calculate the actual rate of inflation. And yeah. I, I, I like numbers as bad as I am at money. I like numbers. I like spending money, which is why I'm, I'm bad at managing money, just because I like to spend it. You know, that's what happens. So, I'm, I'm like, you know, if you, you give it away, it comes back when you need it the most. I'm, I don't worry about it too much. So, kind of how it goes. Uh, yeah. But, um, so, what, what is that formula? What is the real rate of inflation? So, just take the, the, the official rate, which is 8.5%, like you talked about on the early part of the show. That's what they just raised it to this month. Multiply it times 2.8. That'll get you in the ballpark of where we are. But, but that, that algorithm that I developed in my dissertation, I think even that's understated right now because they've printed so much money so fast that, that nobody expected that they would be printing as much money. But that puts us at around 25%. But when the price of, of oil and gas has doubled since Biden came in, 25% still doesn't seem right, right? When they don't even have the cost of, of housing in there either, and housing's exploded, um, the cost of rent has exploded. The cost of groceries has exploded. The cost of used cars is up 40%. Even my 25% number, because they printed so much money that devalues the currency, I think even that number is outdated. But that's as close as we can get to reality right now without redoing an entire dissertation, right? So that puts us officially true inflation is around 25%. But I think it's more. I think it's actually more than that now. 
Wow, that's scary. That is scary. Yeah, because I know the last time it was this high was in the, what? The 40 years ago. Yeah, 75, yeah. 81, somewhere around there. Um, like right around the time we were born. Yeah. So. Um, it was right after Carter, right? Yeah, right at Carter. Yeah. Between yeah. the Carter-Reagan transition, 77 to like 81 in that time frame. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then it was around that like 25%, right? Or 22%, something like that. Well, it was like 18%. Um, that's why they had to raise rates to 18%. Gotcha. But using, you, I mean, we're actually a little bit higher than that now because you, you use the same metrics that they used back then that Clinton changed in 1996. But if you use the exact same measurement, we're actually around 24 to 25%. So yeah, it's hard to define which time frame was worse, but I would say now is substantially worse because we've got so much more debt. When rates have to go up to slow down inflation and we're in debt up to our eyeballs, that's going to have a much greater of an impact in a negative direction than at a time in the late 70s, early 80s when we didn't have that much debt. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, that yeah. it, it is a problem. It is a problem. All right. Well, thank you, Doc. And uh, we look forward to having you on again for another update. Um, hopefully uh, next week or the week after. I'll yeah. send you another Bring invite. Yeah. See how you're doing. Sounds good. Yes, everyone, go to kirkelliotphd.com slash defiant or call 720-605-3900. Let them know that Mickey V. Lynn from the Patriot Party sent you. And, uh, and go get your silver today because Dr. Kirk Elliott is the best by far. So awesome. Thanks. All right. All right. We Thanks appreciate it. Thanks so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Good day. All right. So, All right. Dr. Kurt Elliott. So Who are these fucking, I don't know. Appar apparently, um, how do I get rid of them? I don't know. They're, they're, they're Welsh. They're Welsh. Apparently. Hey, okay. Well, I, you know what? Names like Liam. We, we like the Welsh. Why, why not down with the queen? I'm, 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 I'm okay with that too. Cause they're, they're all some, uh, fucking cucks craziness. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> there's sparky boy welsh trolls your banter is gash so no shit I'm trying to get rid of you sorry getting getting called out there and we're all about Absolutely freedom worthless. you know what the more listeners the better go buy some silver from dr kirk elliott and he can store it in the depository for you uh in in maryland and you can make money on it here in the united states even though you're across the seas so there you go what well, do you know you can try it too okay well Can't guarantee nothing i'll tell you i'll tell you what why don't we uh why don't we take a quick ad break real quick um, so let's see how this works here. Yeah. We're just uh, testing no, this out. Go, go to the brand. Yep. We're brand. trying out something new. Yep, tonight. We're going to try out something new. We're going to see if this works. So right there, the, the yeah, mic. I got, I got it. All right. Awesome. All right. Okay. We'll see how this works. Bill, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. 
Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. Yeah! I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. There we go. Okay, and so it, we, pr- cool. we probably should have changed the banner on the bottom yeah. to the to the MyPillow one, but Whatever. it's same same you promo code, silver. promo code defiant. So um, buy, buy your silver at Dr. Kirk Elliott. Get your MyPillows at MyPillow.com. And apparently we got rated by another podcast. I didn't even know you could do that. Did yeah. you guys know that? Since when that, can we do that? That you could I rate would so another the podcast? Oh, what man. the fuck? These people are stupid. That sounds no like fun. What, I mean, the wolf pack. Let's, let's go and, and raid. All right, whatever. Um, so. <laughs> All right, well, while we're on inflation, so um, Brandon's big inflation speech yesterday. Yes. Right? <clears throat> yes, of where, course. Where the bird shit on him. <laughs> which we were Right having, at the time he was talking about the inflation. We were having a discussion this morning because there's, there's an old wives' tale that it's lucky if a bird shits on you on your wedding day, um, especially on a, a bride. And I think that some bride's mom just made it up one day because you know some bride got shit on and like she was hysterical bridezilla and her mom was like no no it's lucky it's lucky if a bird shits on you on your wedding day right so maybe that's what they're telling joe right now no no joe no brandon it's okay it's lucky if a bird shits on you especially because you were talking about inflation so that means the numbers are gonna go down yeah no shit right (laughs) no that's not true actually he also brought up genocide um during during that uh, whole discussion. Yes, and apparently it became a huge deal a that he is thing. now he has now used the word genocide. That he genocide because he used it, not because the press has, because the press has used it way more. But apparently, there it, it's going on everywhere now. It's well, the president used genocide. Well, babe, I think you have to switch cameras real quick because Dingleberries wants to know what's your favorite gun. I don't fucking care about him. Okay. Well, I mean, if he wants to know, he's a douchebag. Let him see. Look at you, little fucking we, troll. We don't only wait. have we only have one left because all the rest of them went in the pond with the tractor. Accidentally, <laughs> they were in the box on the back of the tractor, and the tractor went in the pond. And oops! So the only the only one that's left is the one on the wall that we keep under camera, just in case you know it, it gets up and runs off and, and shoot one of you faggots. Um, yep. You never know. So, either way, uh, but apparently all genocide right. is the big word. It's the hot gun word for the day. Yeah. Um, apparently. Everybody that says it now, apparently we make American, uh, I guess, executive policy based on one word. Uh, well, the he, butt is, picker he, uses. Is, he is the leader of the free world. So go go and um, see what uh, good old old Piznazi had to say about it. Uh, is it that one? I think it's that one. Following up on Nancy's question, did anyone know that the president was going to use the word genocide in his remarks? It seemed like a 
passing uh, remark or passing reference in a broader conversation about inflation. Well, it's, he's the President of the United States and the leader of the free world, and he is allowed to make his views known at any point he would like. It was not scripted then. It wasn't pre-planned. Again, I think we shouldn't misunderstand who he is and where he stands in the totem pole, which is at the top. Well, okay. I guess we All shouldn't. Right. So he's the leader of the free world, and he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Apparently. Apparently. Well, good. So there, mean, there it is. Good for him. That That's, that's, what, that's um, what she said. I... What, 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 else else, what else did she say? She said one other thing too um, in this press conference. So, and I'm not sure if I like this layout, but we're going to go with it for this one. Yeah. I, try try I one more time. Like Hold on. Let me try this. Let's do that. Picture in picture layout. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll try it. This way. Do you think that there is any danger to global leaders, including Vladimir Putin, uh, to Olaf Scholz, if they can't be sure when they hear words coming out of the president's mouth, whether he is stating a personal opinion? versus making a statement about U.S. policy. Do you have an example of somebody who's confused? A leader? Well, I think uh, my colleague brought up uh, Emmanuel Macron saying, responding and saying, you know, the use of the language genocide he sees as a rhetorical escalation. President Putin is brutally targeting civilians and brutalizing a country right now. So the president, this president, was speaking. Is this he, though? President? Is is he though really? Why why did she have to clarify that? Hmm. Why did she have to clarify the fact that he's the leader of the he's free the leader world? of the free world yeah. and that this president this, this president this president right hmm. yes hmm. makes you wonder. Actually, I was I was interested to get your take on her body language during that. I got to go back and watch it. I wasn't really watching. Well, okay, then we 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 don't have to, but. Um, Especially where she was talking about being him being the leader of the free world. Eh. Maybe go check it out. Just watch that one again, real quick, and I just just see with your your read eye, fourth eye. Yeah, it's just the it's the twenty seven second one when she's talking about him being the leader of the free world. Yeah, just just see. Following up on Nancy's question, did anyone know that the president was going to use the word genocide in his remarks? Uh, remark or passing reference in a broader conversation about inflation. Well, it's, he's the president of the United States and the leader of the free world, and he is allowed to make his views known at any point he would like. It was not scripted then. It wasn't pre-planned. Again, I think we shouldn't misunderstand who he is and where he stands in the totem pole, which is at the top. That's all indicative of lying. Uh, her arms, like you saw her shift, like right before she went to answer the question, she put her hands out there, like, Hey, get She's away from me. She's away. pushing people that's, away. That's what I She's thought. She's setting up a barrier say. before she goes to fucking, yep. yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit going on. There. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. But, uh, so with that though, uh, yep. we have all sorts of stuff like that going on though, right now, because like black lives matter announces that they apologized for the stress caused by inflammatory reports. Not only are they not taking responsibility for what happened with the buying of the $6 million palatial mansion in freaking uh, in California, but they're going to blame somebody else well, for uh, their actions. And apparently it goes deeper than that. Apparently like someone bought the, the mansion for like three and a half million and then turned around and sold it to black lives matter yeah. like a week later for 6 million. So where'd that other, Two and a half million go. Who knows? You know? So, uh, I mean, that's that right there. That is just 
blatant money laundering. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they're they're learning from the Biden crime family, except they probably should have taken advice from Hunter, who I hear, you know, all right. You remember we had that story about how he's in the the Mount the California beach home and the FBI is renting the yeah. place yep. across the street for thirty thousand dollars a month or whatever. Right. You know what else is right across the street from his California beach home? What is a very exclusive private rehab really that apparently just shut down interesting isn't it though very interesting hmm makes you wonder anyway well so okay. either way yeah that but that's all going on uh on top of that we've got people from who were arrested on january 6th um this is actually a great article if you haven't read it yet, but go to the uh, Epic Times. Uh, they have an exclusive letter from a January 6th prisoner to Americans. Don't do nothing. I will fight until my dying breath before I surrender my uh, uh, surrender one letter of my liberty. In a letter obtained by exclusively by the Epic Times, a January 6th prisoner asks, are you ready to uh, light the brush fires of liberty in the souls of men? And don't do nothing. The letter read dated December 30th, 2021 revealed uh, here in its entirety for the first time. Um, his name was Jeremy. Br well, let me read it. Holy shit. No, I know him. You know him. Yes. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Let me, let me read it. Cause it's going to, this, this one's going to get you. All right. He's been in jail. My name is Jeremy Brown. The letter begins. I am a 20 year retired U S army special forces combat veteran on January 5th and 6th, 2021. I was in our nation's capital as part of an all volunteer protective detail tasked with providing security for organizers and speakers at a legally permitted political rally on September 30th, 2021. I was arrested at home in Tampa, Florida by approximately 30 to 40 heavily armed federal agents and law enforcement, local law enforcement. They came in full force to serve a misdemeanor arrest warrant for being in an unauthorized area. There were no, these were no ordinary agents. They were agents working as part of the FBI's joint terrorism task force, JTTF. Oddly, in the nine months prior to that day, I had never been contacted or questioned by any investigators about this case. Stranger still, the arrest warrant and search warrant had only been granted one day prior. This, despite numerous members of my protective detail having been arrested many months prior. While this may sound unusual to you, I know exactly why it happened. According to Brown, the same JTTF agent who arrested him on September 30th, 2021, had tried to recruit him as a confidential informant on December 9th, 2020. Their pitch, he said, was intended to gauge his willingness to infiltrate law-abiding citizen groups that had no criminal history and certainly were not designated terrorist groups. Brown declined their offer, but having what he calls a healthy mistrust of federal law enforcement, Brown made an audio recording of the exchange, which after many efforts to delete it from the internet has been shared and reposted by numerous others, keeping it alive. The most current iteration was shared by the gateway pundit. On January 6th, as Brown stood next to the stage waiting for President Donald Trump to address the crowd, he described how he was again contacted by phone by one of the same JTTF agents. 
Brown explained to the agent where he was and what he was doing. So on January 6, 2021, he wrote in his letter, they were all well aware of my location and reason for being there. On January 7th, Brown said he sent a video of unarmed female Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt being shot by a Capitol Police officer, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, in a text message saying, here is a contact report for you. The agent acknowledged watching the video with a wow. That was the last direct communication Brown had with that agent or the JTTF until he was arrested on September 30th, 2021. Hmm. Quote, in the days and weeks that followed the events of January 6th, I was disgusted and appalled at the blatant lies that were coming from the media, politicians, and the Department of Justice. Brown wrote further in his letter. In particular, it was FBI Director Christopher Ray's testimony on the House floor that made me realize I had to go public with what I knew. That was when Brown contacted podcast host Brandon Gray, who conducted the two-hour interview where he exposed the recording of the JTTF's recruitment effort and provided his professional assessment. I knew I was making myself an FBI target, but I had sworn an oath to the U.S. Constitution, so the choice to speak out was an easy one, Brown wrote. Brown cites a June 8th, 2021 investigative article by Darren Beatty of Revolver.News that exposed evidence of the FBI's potential involvement in the staging of the events of the January 6th article. This article also uncovered how the Michigan governor kidnapping plot seemed to be a dress rehearsal for the FBI for January 6th. Mind you, those, um, the people in Michigan were just, just got off. Mm -hmm. Two of them were fully acquitted and two of them, it was a, a hung jury, but they got off. Basically they, the judge said that the FBI entrapped them a hundred percent. <sighs> While trying to blame a pro-constitutional group the FBI labeled as far-right militia, Brown noted how most of the players in the plot turned out to be FBI informants or actual agents. Oopsie. Knowing how correspondence monitored and often censored by authorities, Brown's girlfriend, who spoke to the Epic Times under the condition of anonymity for fear of being harassed, said she has surprised his, managed letter to, his letter managed to slip through their scrutiny unscathed. That came through the mail, she explained, noting how the focus of prison officials monitoring emails and phone calls may have enabled his letter to slip through. He wrote that in jail and was, and was allowed to mail it out. Everything they bring up in court is about phone calls. So um, for her, the repeated visits by the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force, the ATF, and Homeland Security have been done for no other reason than to intimidate her and cause fear. It's the biggest violation of every single privacy I've ever had, she said. They've been to my house. They searched her house for five and a half hours initially. Then they came back and did another search. They took samples of carpet. They took dog hair. They subpoenaed all my bank accounts and accessed the trust I have set up for Jem Jeremy. I have absolutely no privacy. They know everything about me, and I'm not the one being charged. I've done nothing, but they have infiltrated everything every aspect of my life. In the last two weeks, I've had two black SUVs with heavily tinted windows just sitting at the end of my street. My neighbor knocked on the window and asked them to roll it down. They wouldn't. Hmm. So uh, he's, wow. in, he's in limbo. No hearing dates have been set. We're still in appeal for the bail. And there's motion to suppress the original search warrant, she added, um, although he's been arraigned. So, and he wrote, as I write this account on December 30th, 2021, I mark my 92nd day of being held in the maximum security section of the Pinellas County Jail as an FBI whistleblower and political prisoner. To date, these are the crimes the FBI and Department of Justice are guilty of committing under Title 18 U.S. Code Section 242, deprivation of rights under color of law. And he writes them. 
violations of Article 1 of the Bill of Rights by criminalizing free speech and peaceful assembly for attending a permitted rally on public ground. Violation of Article 2 of the Bill of Rights by passing and enforcing unconstitutional gun laws that violate the letter and intent of the shall not be infringed clause. So, so he, he goes through me, everything. Let me tell you a little something, something about yeah. him yeah. that you're not going to hear anywhere else. First of all, um, he's a huge patriot, but forget, all, forget all of that. Uh, he, like myself, he is a huge, huge revolutionary war buff he wrote that basically the same way we wrote our letters to like you um and others he wrote it off the top of his head no listen would you okay sorry we let we wrote our letters our death letters were written like the declaration of independence we laid out our grievances we laid out exactly how we we're going to clean them up. And by the way, we're dead. So this really doesn't matter, but it was to leave you laughing instead of crying. And that was our, that was our humor. We wrote it exactly like the declaration of independence right there. That is written exactly like the declaration of independence. He probably listed out his, I can guarantee. I know exactly how he worded this letter. He said, fucking, he probably wrote out every fucking grievance that he has every article every bill every everything that they went after or they've trampled on and then he wrote a way that we can work it all out as i sit here in my jail cell being denied justice and my constitutionally protected god-given rights i wonder is anyone i rate or tireless enough to save our republic where will our children and our children's children wonder what it was like to be free if you're reading this are you irate tireless are you willing to risk it all to set brush fires of liberty in the souls of men are you willing to risk everything or will we just wait for some other good men to come along and do that something the time to look in the mirror and answer that question is now trust me the time to fight is not after the tyrant locks you in a jail cell my name is Jeremy Brown, and I am a January 6th political prisoner being held in the very country I spent my entire adult life defending at the highest level I could achieve. As a Green Beret, I am trained and prepared for this, and as an American, I was born for this. I will fight until my dying breath before I surrender one letter of my liberty. I am only one man, but if I'm the only man, so be it. I know there are millions like me, and so I ask you, are you ready to light brush fires of liberty in the souls of men? then don't do nothing. Deopresso Lebert. Deopresso. Jeremy De Brown, U.S. Special Forces, Liberate. Master Sergeant, retired. He was he was the same rank as you. Mm -hmm. You guys are on a level. Mm -hmm. We're old men in a young man's game, and I can tell you right now, you don't get there by fucking just being nice. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard charger right there. That, uh, whew. I'm a, I know other people I got to call now. So that being said, since obviously we're doing ads and promos tonight, even though I don't have the January 6th one in here, maybe can you pull it up and play it real quick? Cause you might need a minute to breathe here. No, I don't know. Okay. Well, this is treason. Where is Officer, I can't breathe. I can't
I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. Despite what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump, it's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institution. The FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered and executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. Come out with your I step hands. out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Put hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. Uh, I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying? So as you just saw, folks, capital punishment, uh, we've been talking about it for a while now. You can see down at the bottom of the screen, you can go to uh, hisglory.tv and use the promo code Defiant and you can get your copy, <clears throat> get your copy today. And I can't. Uh, <laughs> having, a, having a rough time choke. there. <clears throat> he's not dead. He's just in jail. Okay. I, I gotcha. Um, I'll, I'll I don't know how he let himself get taken. We both said that we were going to cover ourselves in shit as well. Like we we're gonna shit literally in our hands well, and then rub it all over our bodies if they ever he's came to take us. Playing martyr and thinks he can do good from the inside as a political prisoner. Here, okay, he knows here we go. he knew Fuck exactly it. what's you gonna what? happen to him. Here's some good army stories for you. So there we are. We we get taken. Uh, we were doing a, an escape and evasion, <laughs> and when you do this, they come in and they grab you up, they put the cuffs on you, and they drag you away. And uh, literally, you get normally arrested by police. It's not like 
they have they get the local cops in on it and uh justin would have way too much fun with this but um he might not be asked to ever do this but we do it in a bunch of different cities across the states and uh normally we're we do it in the middle of the night so we don't know where we're at we don't know what's going on they basically take us drop us out there and let us run so um we said that when we hit the ground we were like look if anything fucking happens to us if we get wrapped up we know we're going to so we kind of already had that hint in our head but we were like if anything happens to us if we all get thrown in the same same fucking hole together our code that we're okay is that we're all going to fart <laughs> there's nothing worse than 14 dudes <laughs> stuck in an intake holding cell with doors and not cell bar doors, you know, where you pull the cell door closed. No, this is like a real door with a window in it. Mm -hmm. And all we're doing is busting ass. <laughs> Can you, there's nothing worse. You fart on command. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We trust me. You figure it out. We snuck in <laughs> 22, uh, handcuff keys. Uh, we eventually got away. Um, we showed some really big gaps in their security. Where were you? In a, in a, I can't say it was in a city. It doesn't matter. Was it here or was it overseas? No, it was here. Okay. In the States. Oh, it was when, during it was training. It was training. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So anyway, Fun um, times. we went through this, but that was the whole joke that we were going to all fart and do what we did. Everybody farted. It stunk so fucking bad in there. <laughs> there were a couple of times I was like, oh my God, I don't think I could stay here anymore. This is just horrible. But literally the cops couldn't either. And it was our way to prevent what they call is making room. And we made room so then we could have a conversation without talking. It's really fucking weird, but you can have a conversation without fucking talking. And it literally, it's all blinking. It's pretty fucking ridiculous, but that's the type of shit. That's, that's the type of guy he was. I mean, we, we didn't fuck around. Uh, we, we, we enjoyed that shit. Um, he's a good dude. It, it's a shame to see him there. I, I was unaware that he had gotten arrested. I had not, nobody called me and said, Hey, by the way, do you know he got busted? I was like, I would have been like, what? We would have been doing, we wouldn't been talking about him every day yeah. that he's been locked up. I might put a counter now somewhere on the, um, on the screen, make a counter for it because I, that's fucking September I 30th. About that. Did you leave, did you leave a blueberry scent? Well, <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about that here. Feds might be listening. We got to be careful about that. Remember, the chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. Oh, God. Oh. The muskrat sees his tail. The muskrat sees his tail. Either way, uh, moving right along. Uh, this is really funny. I found this story earlier this afternoon when I, I got my little, uh, I get little bursts of like liberal emails. And it's really weird how their emails go. Like I get red side emails almost all the way throughout the day going all the way filtering wherever in uh, before lunch after lunch i always get like email and the liberals some reason i get a burst at 6 a.m i don't know why they think i'm awake at 6 a.m but actually i am i get a burst at like 1 p.m and then at 4 30 p.m and i'm like what are you fuckers already going home yeah oh, i was yeah. like shit I, I still got another hour's worth of work here so anyway uh, apparently the washington post um and all their brilliance has seeked they put a want ad for a foreign correspondent to cover the state of Texas. Yes. They put a wanted ad in the, like an employment ad. Yes. Saying that they want a foreign correspondent to go to the state of Texas so that he can be their correspondent in Texas. 
I mean, it makes sense because right now Texas is essentially overrun by immigrants. You would think that that's what it was about, right? No. Well, they were overrun by immigrants until Governor Abbott started putting them on charter buses and sending them to D.C. So the first one showed up in D.C. today. That's hysterical, actually. So awesome. So awesome. The most influential mainstream media is close to the is close to the most ignorant of anything that ever ha- is ignorant of anything that ever ha- happens outside their liberal bubble. And when they do, they venture out into hostile red territory. It's with a mixture of bewilderment and wonder, something I referred to as going safari <laughs> in April, 2009. It, I wrote about the phenomena looking at the tea party through binoculars, like on safari. I attended a tea party in Corning, New York yesterday. Uh, there was a good crowd, relatively small town in Western upstate New York, several hours from New York city, several hundred in total, uh, were there. Corning is home to the Corning glass and Steuben glass, uh, factories. The entire region has been hit hard by the exodus of jobs and loss of taxes as parts of the U S and abroad. Blah, blah, freaking blah, 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 blah. So anyway, uh, he followed up the story. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, I remember a te- in Texas, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in San Antonio. What I remember is my trip um, with the lawyer's truck, or as we say, refined circles, the pickup truck. It was huge. I don't recall spe- the specifications on it, but I'm guessing it was uh, many cylinders, uh, as it could be. The fullback seat had its own doors. Like I said, it was huge. I hate to repeat myself. Pretty sure I needed a ladder to get up in the damn vehicle, though my memory might be might be a little hazy on that part. Sounds like your truck. The, the other things I remember is that while I was driving, I began to hail. Not hail like we in the Northeast. Hail of, or started beginning to hail, sorry. Not hail like what we have in the Northeast. Hail the size of fucking golf balls. Quickly headed for a parking area under an apartment building, and we walked, waited it out. Um, Politico reported on my safari in February 2020. What I liked, what I found... <laughs> It goes something like this. Well, now we've seen that mainstream media in New York and DC bubbles, regardless of where it came from, they often embody how they shock people outside their coastal liberal bubbles they live. So the wanted ad needed reporter outside of the United States to travel to Texas to cover the state of Texas, the Washington Post. So where is, uh, I saw him, Texas okay. Trout, I think, is you know in what, here. You know what that Texas, reminds me of? you guys have scared the Washington Post so hard that now they need a foreign correspondent. A foreign correspondent. Oh, and he, he must have, the journalist must have uh, wartime footage. Okay. That's how much Texas scares the shit. Out of the Washington Post, just so you're all aware, just in case you didn't read that article, quite comical. Okay, that that reminds me of that movie, um, Sweet Home Alabama. Yes. Right? People need a, a yeah. passport to come down here. Not yeah. When the New York Times guy shows yeah. up at the house and he's like, he's, it's, it's a whole other world. And it's a dude totally that it's the grandfather that. with the Southern yes, grandfather and he's the Confederate like general. Anvils no, he's shooting, shooting anvils, anvils from a cannon. cannon. Yes. yes. That's, yes. Total, that's what that's that like. completely that's reminded so me of that, that right now. Holy shit, that's hysterical. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So I, I've got a story to wrap those last two segments together right here because we just talked about the FBI and how corrupt they are. And then we just talked about the media and how stupid they are. Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. It's just, just it's randomly a going off. Short. No, <laughs> like, it's just, just I pressed that like off. five minutes. Okay. So uh, this came out a couple days ago. 
FBI memos suggest agency had moles in media. Hmm. Hmm. You don't say. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, no shit. Right? Investigator Roger Charles was combing through records of the FBI's Oklahoma City bombing investigation more than a decade ago. But by the way, that was a FBI setup as well. Uh, when he discovered a memo suggesting that someone working at ABC News provided a tip to the Bureau a day after the deadly April 19th, 1995 domestic terror attack. It appeared that a senior ABC News journalist had been doubling as an FBI informant. Hmm. The memo made a few headlines in 2011, quickly passed through the news cycle with little impact and hardly any coverage by media outlets. They covered it up. However, Charles's discovery stoked the curiosity of his friend, attorney Jesse Trentadue. The Utah resident was suing the FBI for records related to his brother's murder and began filing requests in 2012 to see if the brother had any other informants in the media, as well as places such as congressional offices, courts, churches, other government agencies, and the White House. Trudeau hmm. said the U.S. government's response shocked him. I thought they'd come back and say we would never do that because it would be illegal and un unconstitutional. Instead, they came back and said, yeah, we do that. We have manuals on that, but you can't have them because of national security. The FBI fought against Trudanto for years in federal court to keep its manual secret and was ultimately successful. A federal judge dismissed the lawsuit in 2015. However, Trudanto said the lit litigation helped him piece together what he calls the FBI's sensitive inf informant program. According to his lawsuit over the matter, this program is used to place informants in the national media, among other institutions. Hmm. Um, so... I'd say, but in the wake of a recently released scathing internal FBI audit, which found special agents breaking their own rules more than twice per reviewed case when investigating sensitive institution, some lawmakers are beginning to question the Bureau's sweeping investigatory powers. Uh, so basically, they do whatever the fuck they want, and they've been paying people to cover cover up for them and give them info on stuff uh, for years, decades. Interesting. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they have, the FBI has confidential informants in every level of our society from the news media to the highest echelons of the government. What do you think about that? Uh, that's uh, pretty corrupt, pretty fucking dirty. Cause they can hide stories from the American people. Not only that, they don't have to, they're accountable to us. We pay their fucking salaries. That being said, through our taxes, that being said, we, you would think they would be doing everything in their power to maintain the public's trust. Um, more importantly, the United States of America, the people, uh, our trust. Um, yeah. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Just saying. So, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know if we ever covered this story, uh, but a while ago, Wake Forest had a medical student who was on the news, um, and she was mocking everybody that she was giving uh, venom to. I think we gave it 30 seconds, but that was about it. Yeah, well, finally, uh, we gave it its 30 seconds. Well, finally, uh, or no, I'm sorry. She, or she, she said uh, she was a pronoun pinned student. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was uh, mocked for her pronoun pin, supposedly, because somebody he, asked, yeah, I think asked the question, are you a him or a her? And therefore, she stuck him extra hard, like to the bone with a needle. Well, she finally has been suspended. Just so you're oh good. Just so you're aware. Excellent. Um, not that it's that big of a story. I'm not going to give it any more time because it is a dumbass. Um, that being said, this is the home of now where conspiracies come to die, as we have learned, because they no longer become conspiracy; they become fact. Ooh, do we have a win? 
Um, more or less. Um, so um, another conspiracy dies as U.S. Border, border agents are cleared of the migrant whipping claims, which we all we knew, knew that was, was all bullshit. bullshit. Yes, they were literally um, split reins. They weren't whipping anyone. Despite audacious attempts uh, to align, mal misalign, uh, malign U.S. border officials, those who stood accused of attacking immigrants uh, have been cleared of all misconduct. The in incident underwent a probe by the Customs and Border Protection Office of Professional Responsibility, which the National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd re revealed yielded no evidence supporting the left-wing theory that agents whipped Haitian uh, migrants. Yeah. So Interesting. that one's dead. We okay. kind of knew that was bullshit from the beginning. Do me a favor. Go back over to the. Um, Just to show you that we're not here, wasting your though, time. That we actually do talk about some shit that gets resolved. Yeah. And there is, there is one more fed, fed boy story here. Mm-hmm. There you go. So Project Veritas, you know, um, James O'Keefe is, is, uh, they're coming after him hard. Yeah, they are. Right. The, the DOJ is, the FBI is whatever. Um, they've come in and, and stolen his shit, arrested him, and he's been trying to get his stuff back. So uh, he put out a little five-minute clip today about uh, kind of an update on, on his case here. So let's, let's listen to that. A week after Microsoft's brave support of the First Amendment, Apple and Google have come forward to disclose that between November 24th, 2020 and March 15th, 2021, the Department of Justice issued nine secret subpoenas and warrants to them. In fact, just last month, we learned that the Biden Justice Department targeted Project Veritas having its email seized on Microsoft servers. And to make matters worse, the government can send gag orders with these subpoenas that prevent service providers from telling the targets that their information has been given over to the government. The DOJ used secrecy orders against Project Veritas. The DOJ then went behind the judge's back to obtain an extension on two sealed non-disclosure orders. We recently reported the Department of Justice secretly seized emails from journalists' Microsoft accounts and hid that from a federal judge. Well, it didn't stop there. The services we all use every day have also been compromised. New documents reveal professional and private accounts from Apple and Google were secretly obtained as well. This comes on the heels of bipartisan support for legislation protecting journalists from gross government overreach by the Department of Justice. This is not just about Project Veritas. There are thousands of these secret orders issued every year. Ours are just a fraction of that. Members of this committee heard testimony that the DOJ is not in fact using these NDOs in limited circumstances, but rather issuing thousands of these secrecy orders every year. These orders are not just limited to journalists. Everyday American citizens are also being spied on by these secret orders, signed without so much as a hearing. Not only were they spying on our journalists' accounts, the Department of Justice was also spying on our security detail. This is a letter sent from the Department of Justice to Google in California, signed by the United States Attorney in the Southern District of New York. They compelled Google not disclose they were obtaining the correspondence of our security details Google Gmail account. The Department of Justice wasn't just targeting our journalists, they were going after those tasked with protecting the journalists' lives. Think about what is in your Apple and Google Gmail accounts. These are not just emails. These are your text messages. These are your private photographs of you and your children, your iCloud accounts, your location data, everything. 
And in the case of journalists, this also includes the information of our sources. In a free country, we need to make sure that the government cannot unmask journalist sources without good cause. This bill provides those protections, and it is time we get this legislation signed into law. Those in favor respond by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes obviously have it. The bill is ordered reported favorably to the House. Case in point, we've just learned from the court's filter team that messages from our confidential sources that have nothing to do with the Ashley Biden diary were seized and may have been viewed by the Department of Justice. That can have an incredible chilling effect on sources' ability to trust. They can come to journalists without facing retaliation from their own government. We filed yet another motion in federal court demanding the Department of Justice return our property immediately and stop spying on us and stop spying on sources that have nothing to do even with the diary. It's time the Department of Justice answered for their actions. And we now know the Department of Justice shopped these secret orders around to nine different magistrate judges, apparently in their efforts to keep the breath of their overreach hidden. As our lawyers write, one, the seizures violated the express provisions of the Privacy Protection Act. Two, the seizures violated the First Amendment. Three, the seizures violated the common law reporter's privilege. And four, the seizures violated the Fourth Amendment's prohibition against unreasonable searches and seizures. The government knows the truth. Project Veritas engaged in journalism protected by the First Amendment. Whether these prosecutors have operated without appropriate supervision or the highest levels of the administration's Department of Justice are complicit in this investigation into Ashley Biden's abandoned diary. As the Reporters Committee has requested of federal judge Annalisa Torres, it is time for the Department of Justice's affidavits by which they obtained these unjustified subpoenas be unsealed. And just this week, Judge Torres has ordered the government to respond to our motion seeking return of our property. The judge ordered the government must answer by May 6th, and it is time for the court to curb the government's lawless behavior. Yeah, I would, uh, wow. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's the feds. I can't I can't say I'm shocked because I'm not because this is just par for the course now and nothing that they do shocks me. But, you know, your your friend Jeremy is right. Yeah. Uh, how long are we going to sit here and do nothing? I I, I don't know. Uh, all I can say is. It, it, this is just another example of, you know, when this is all said and done, um, I think the first agency that needs to be completely ripped down and reconstructed from the bottom up is the FBI. Absolutely. Cause uh, without a doubt there is, don't get me wrong there. I have a bunch of friends that are all agents. Yeah. They're cool. I like them. They're smart. And Sparky boy said, fuck the F the fed boy assigned yeah, to Mick. Yeah. Uh, with the, the fed boy assigned to Mick. Mick made friends with them and turned them into Patriots. So they're, they're, fucked. they're all, yeah, but uh, I'm just, I, I'm to the point with it that I, it just whatever we're we're gonna have to fucking put up with it for now and okay. then when it's all said and done it's over uh jay quando asks uh will anyone share a link to dr artist's info Artists, and yeah. web website so um if you go to our telegram chat i've 
I believe shared the links to all of the interviews that he's done about this so far. And I'll put up the link to his show as well, his website. It's uh, the Dr. Artist Show, uh, but I'll put a link up there as well. But I've- <coughs> We've reached out again. We're trying to get bring him on. I've literally spent the last 48 hours listening to every interview that he's done about this because he dropped them all at once. So the second part of the Mike Adams interview came out today. There's even more information in there. Um, Steel Truth with Ann Vandersteel. Um, they, now now he's doing another round of shows. So yeah, hopefully he'll be on here soon. Uh, hey, Tara. Um, but uh, we are going to have attorney Thomas Renz on tomorrow and yep. he is Dr. Artis's lawyer. So... Uh, that we'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, uh, we'll definitely get some information about that. And, you know, speaking of that, yeah, something, something actually, this was a comment from our friend, uh, DW Nani's one of our regular listeners, um, usually over on rumble yes. actually. And he said, he commented yesterday, he said, okay, don't worry. I'm still listening every day on Podbean. So I'm out here banging gears around the beautiful Puget Sound up here in Washington and normally can't tune into the live show. I listened to this and was absolutely floored, just blown away. Now Trump's snake story makes perfect sense. Holy rabies. 17 said it's going to be biblical. God bless you both for your wonderful show. Keep it up. Love and appreciation. Sincerely. P.S. Stop dumping stuff in the pond. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> However... Well, I said, Trump's snake story. Hmm. We were trying to figure that out. Well, she was like, like whoa, whoa. she'd been burning it, up at this this one. I smelled it, smoke in the house. And took, I was like, oh my God, me, let me it, go get a hose. It took me a second. And I was like, when was, and I knew, I mean, I knew what he was talking about because Trump has told this parable of the woman and the snake. And I was like, when was the first time he, he actually said it? So I pulled up, which I think is the first time. And, and listen, listen to this. So I, I read this the other day and I said, wow, that's really amazing. That's really incredible. And it's uh, the snake lyric. On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor half-frozen snake. Interesting. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Oh, well, she cried, I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, O oh, tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh, tender woman. Sighed the vicious snake. She wrapped him up cozy in a curvature of silk and then laid him by the fireside with some honey and some milk. Now she hurried home from work, and that night, as soon as she arrived, she found that pretty snake she'd taken and revived. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. Now she clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in, by now, you might have died. She stroked his pretty skin, and then she kissed and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, that snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. 
I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bit me. Heavens, why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Oh, shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. Does that make sense to anybody? Does that make any sense? Does that make sense? I mean, you know, and, and hopefully that's not going to be the case, but uh, it's pretty. I read it, and I just sort of put it together. We have no idea what we're doing. We have no idea who we're taking in, and we better be careful. Okay. Hey, YouTube fans, I'm Luke Russert. Thanks for checking out our MSNBC channel. Subscribe by clicking right here and click. There we okay. Go. All right. Holy so, shit. so hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, no shit. For heaven's sake. So <laughs> that hopefully great. that doesn't Lindsay, happen. You might be going to How hell. How long? If you are, I'll be driving the little bus. For heaven's sake. No, but. For heaven's sake. That was the first time he said that poem. Okay. And he said, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, this happened a while ago too. That was six years ago. So now I ask the question. How long has he known? Did he know? Did he know then? What, how? We know this whole thing has been planned since at least 2012. You, you know, I seeing the wolves and the way, not the wolves, because they're a bunch of pussies, so I won't say them, but seeing the, the people that he surrounded him with in the barrel. The snakes? Yes. I think they kept it from him. I think they kept it from him because they knew what he would do. And instead, all they showed him was all the great progress that they had made and how great it was going to be. I'm to the point now that that's why he's finally started asking questions. He started asking people like, was this shit really going on behind us? Like behind me during my whole presidency? Like, I don't know if he could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that he was so focused on getting the job done. He didn't give a, a rat's ass about. That's what I'd like to believe. I gotcha. I don't want to believe the other part, which would be that he was actually in on this. And I, 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 I just... I don't want to believe that Trump said someone gave him that poem. I wonder who that was, but if he would have told people, no one would have believed him. That's yeah. true too. And if you go up here, um, Sparky boy said something about Dr. Artist being debunked. He course corrected towards facts. He did. He did. And he then he also, went back. He went back. He did last he, week. He did. And he we, went we right played back. that interview. So um, I think he knew it, had it to has go to this go way. this way. You can't tell people you have to show them. Trump's not a genius. Or, Trump's a genius or, or a ge stable genius. Or stable genius. Well, I'm not saying that he's not. Um, I, I'm not I'm not even bad mouth. I, like I said, I want to believe the latter. I want to believe that he knew. Um, he didn't know anything. I want to say that they told him like what oh. they thought he wanted him to hear. They no, wanted it. Was, it was down. Well, I don't know what the fuck you're looking for. It was uh, something about um, 
go up. It was something about Dr. Artis being debunked uh, because he mixed up niacin with nicotine. And, um, oh, there it is. Uh, a Darbin debunked apparently got his nicotine mixed up with niacin, they say. So uh, he actually went over that in Actually, the, it's both. Yeah, he went over that in the second, the second part of the Mike Adams interview that came out today. Um, so it is, it is both. He talks about niacin and nicotine. Um, that's they're they're trying to debunk him. They're fact checking him, but uh, no, that's he he. It's both. It is both. It's NA, NAC, uh, and he speaks about NAC a lot um, as well as nicotine. He's like, oh, go get nicotine gum, Nicorette, or nicotine patch um, because he, he yes. wasn't telling you go smoke cigarettes. Trust no. me, he's not trying. He's not been not endorsed by Philip Morris. No. Morris, but I can tell you right now that. It, it, I, it is nicotine. Trust me. There is nicotine as well. Uh, my jaw hit the floor. You can ask um, uh, Velen when he said that. When he said nicotine, I was like, "Yeah, because that we, makes so we much knew sense. from the very beginning. We saw those studies about you know sixty nine percent of people uh, that smoked. Stephen Miller. Or there were people that smoked were sixty nine percent less likely to get COVID. Stephen Miller probably have him handed him it. Is that what you're trying to say? I think. Possibly. Uh, Jay Kwando Master, link pretty please. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. We'll put that up and uh, he couldn't. I'll, I'll put it in our chat. He couldn't even do the wall without getting slammed. Uh, yes, yes, this is all true. I'm not, not arguing. Uh, they're trying to shill artists. Yes, they are. They very much are. Matter of fact, I heard on, uh, was it ABC this morning? I think I was listening to. I don't know. It's one of the ones I get on XM. Um, it's either ABC or NBC, but uh, they actually called it the snake bite conspiracy theory. That is what's floating on the left right now is a snake bite conspiracy theory. So enjoy that one. Um, I was like, wow, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots because you won't even listen to them, uh, let alone. God's hand in this, we win. Very true. I'm just saying that if he said they are poisoning everyone with snake venom, they would have have him impe or have impeached him for the fourth time. Very, very possible. I'm not, I'm not saying that he didn't. I, I'm just saying that I don't think he knew. I think it was kept from him. And it's really crazy because I uh, went today, I was doing just a little bit of research, checking out just a couple of the things he said. And one of the things I was wondering, um, when I was looking around today, I, uh, it was, I was back into looking at stuff I'd looked at yesterday, but I was trying to get a more defining pinpoint uh, some more accuracy on this. And uh, you know who I haven't seen? I haven't seen love for all in here for a minute. Mm. I, I need her in here too. Cause she's from Florida. Um, but uh, one of the things that I struck me, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so if I'm going to do this, what am I looking for? Uh, if I was going to do this on a military, let's say that I was doing it for, cause the army said, Hey, we need their water system to be completely fucked up. Um, we don't want them to be able to drink any water. So that way they don't want to fight. Okay. Roger that. So I was thinking to myself, how would I do this? If I was going to do this, if I was going to conduct a military operation, how would I go about doing this? Well, first of all, all water gets filtered through in this country. There's 14 different locations where all water flows through no matter where it's going. It all flows through. It doesn't just automatically pop up and just start welling out of the ground. That's not the way it works. Um, some of it does, but those are few and far between. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so where do you start this? If you are going to start dumping uh, venom, well, no, it's a synthesized venom that's meant for humans. <laughs> 
if you're going to do that, where do you do, where where would you start at? So very interestingly enough, just north of Orlando, just outside of the Disney grounds in Orlando, um, there is a water filtration point for the whole state of Florida. Tell me something. When it hit the East Coast, what was the first state with a case of COVID? Do you remember? New York. Florida. They said that that guy traveled from Florida to New York. The guy that they, we're talking about, the same dude, you know exactly who I'm talking about now because mm -hmm. I know you said New York. He landed in New York just around the Clearwater area. Um, it's no. Well, no, Clearwater, Clearwater oh, is right outside of Tampa. Remembering Trump always said we would have the cleanest water. Yes. So that's where one of these stations just happens to be there. Okay. Really just to let you all in on it. The, the, one of these stations is there. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so where did it start? Started Florida, went to New York, traveled from patient zero to New York on the East coast, um, tracking from CDC data on the East coast, Eastern seaboard. But if it's a venom and not a virus, then it's not contagious. That's immaterial because what do they have to make it look like? They have to make it look like a virus. Thank you. Yeah. So that plane, where were all the people on that plane going from? No idea, right? Because we can't track that shit. Yeah. Guess what? I don't need to. CDC did it for me because they had all you homos go out and get that little app that you put on your yeah, phone to contact say tracer. contact tracing app, right? Guess what? They got enough people off of that flight that guess where the next like eight cases popped? Where? In every state in which those people were going back to. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, how do you do that? If yeah. you're going to just do the water. Everybody was in Florida. They dumped it all in Clearwater and they let everybody spread out. And then they went around to each one of those states and went, start poisoning those, those buildings. So they used the contract tracing app. Exactly. To, to show you where the next case was going to show up. Guess where like, like surprisingly, now, the, like now they're saying the water supply tracking or the, the testing. Eight out of the showing. 14 states that mm -hmm. were listed mm -hmm. were all red. Of course they were. They only had like six blue. So isn't that funny? They were actually even trying to control how money spent. Um, Interesting. I, I No, you're fine. Lindsay, you're fine. Yeah. I yeah, just no, thought Lindsay, you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, I'm a huge Trump supporter. I've just seen some shit now. My eyes have been opened to some shit now that I'm beginning to wonder. Wait a minute. I'll be the 10th man. I'll be the asshole. Everybody can throw your fucking darts at me. I don't give a shit. But my problem with this is where he was either completely incompetent, which I don't believe at all. Yep. He's the biggest retard on the face of the earth. I don't believe that at all either. Nope. You don't make billions of dollars in this world and you're a dumb man. Or they had the wool pulled directly over that man's eyes for all four years that he was in office. That's the one I'm leaning towards because I don't think he's an idiot. I don't think he's retarded. And I'm pretty sure he surrounded himself with the wrong crowd. Or he knew. And well, and the that would be the last one is that he was a part of it. And I cannot believe for one second, not for one second, that he was a part of it. I can't believe that. There's no way that that man was a part of it. No way. I don't believe that at all. 
One man I know that wasn't a part of it and has never been a part of it would have to be old Walt Disney. And you've got some numbers to back this up. But go woke, go broke. <laughs> Huge number of Americans dropping Disney for radical positions on the parental rights bill. Mm hmm. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, I figure while we're in Florida, um, that's what folks on the left have been freaking out about for the last week, weeks. It's no wonder why parents are for it uh, and why people are once again looking at the language, questioning the agenda on the left with this. This crazy video has been shown and posted in numbers of areas. This is the whole one we showed it. It was the uh, uh, the Disney employee who was carrying on about what the fuck was you know carrying on at Walt Disney with all this. Um, but uh, was it uh, Disney lost 1.3 million viewers, I believe, on Disney Plus? Between yeah. Disney Plus and the park, their family tickets or whatever, their state in state tickets and whatnot, yep. and even out state, you know, season pass holders, they lost 1.3 million people. Okay. 1.3 million people said, you know what? Fuck you, Disney. We're not playing your game. We're out. Okay, so they bounce. That's still not even half as many people that have signed into the CNN CNN online plus account. So I mean that's C CNN plus has ten thousand subscriptions. Yes, in a month. Yes, ten thousand subscriptions. They were literally talking about laying people off like after the the first week, or even after like three days because they had so few signups. And I think Joe Rogan said it best. He said, "Well, no one wants to." pay for what they don't like for free yeah and that's really what it comes down to well disney's like well uh they've lost more people than cnn has gained so i think that's hysterical but fuck them we have we They're said all we, owned we got, by the same people anyway we got to hit them right in the pocketbook folks this is the only way we can do it and it. the only way is to boycott these fuck sticks and just get out of dodge um what was this up here all right so uh glock holiday said wait, where's on, wait okay here. there's more uh, all right there's more let me see. Lindsay said again, sorry. Just tell you, yeah, we know. Uh, okay. We got that. Sparky boy said venom would uh, have to be synthesized. The amounts needed to poison supply. Yes. So, uh, and Dr. Artis went over that too, because there's some, uh, he found some interesting companies. Apparently, did you know that apparently while the COVID pandemic was going on, the other big pan, big crisis, health crisis going on in the United States was snake bites. No, I did didn't, you know that? I, I didn't hear it. Did you hear about, about snake bites no, in 2020? No, sure didn't. Apparently, there was uh, Dr. Arter showed a story that uh, there are two health crises going on at the same time what? COVID and snake bites. And therefore, there was this company that was developed to make anti venom. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Right? They have labs around the world to synthesize this shit. Damn they do. They've hell. been synthesizing right, and they've Robin been Murray. synthesizing this shit for years. Where's Ivanka and Jared been at? Haven't heard from them in a while. Where have they been? Well, I don't know. Well, have you heard from them? No. Okay, I haven't either. I don't see anyone else who could have come close to doing what he's what done. He's done. They, they came, came to him to, mm -hmm. and asked him to to do to do this years years ago. I I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I I think he's a good dude. I. <laughs> I'm on the fence. That's all I'm saying. I've seen some evidence that says otherwise. That's all. Um, or is he a Mason and was a part of it? I, I, I don't think Donald Trump was ever a Mason. I'm Where not, did they get to him? Don't quote me on that, but uh, I don't think he was a Mason. I don't know, though. I'd have to 
do some digging. Uh, you have to question everything. He was against Jibs in 2013. Um, he misled us, I think. think. There's a possibility there. Um, Maybe. If this has been planned for decades, how would you win the war? Well, here's the deal, Lindsay. This has been planned for decades on their end, but this has been planned for millennia on ours, on our side. This is biblical. Well, I well, God yeah. wins the God wins the war. Yeah, this isn't. I don't know if we have a choice in this one. I think we're screwed either way. Yeah. Um. I, well, I don't think we're screwed, but I think there's a set number of us that will have already been judged. One hundred forty-four thousand. We will be given our sentence or whatever happens. Yeah, and, we've already been judged, and we um, have a purpose to a role to play in this time and in this place. And you're, you're more look, look and more this purposes way. have been hold revealed on, to on. people every single look day. Look at it this way. Uh, I I tell this to a lot of people, especially my unwoke friends, the ones that refuse to see the light, so to speak. Um, and Your I say unawakened this, friends. Yeah, I, I guess that would be the way you say it. But mm -hmm. I. I say to this, I say this to them very often. I say, well, look at this. Look what God's already done. And he said, and they always look at me like, what are you talking about? I said, look what God's done. Look at the gift God has given you. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you can open your ears and try to listen to something that you completely don't agree with. And you're not lashing out into fits of anger and carrying on like a fucking little two-year-old on the ground, stomping and screaming with his feet, pounding his fucking fists on the ground. I said, God has given you two gifts today because you're not doing that, A, and B, you're standing here with still some dignity. I said, I, I often wonder, you know, their lack of belief is scary. Um, and they say that our overbelief is scary. So I don't know if we can ever see eye to eye on this, to be honest with you. I don't know if this will ever work itself out. BT, what's up, man? Good to see you. Oh, real quick, because I forgot about it. To the Wolfpack, of course. And thank you for reminding me. Somebody did before. I, th I thought I saw it. That they may take our lives. And for the Patriots. But they'll never take our freedom. Sparky boy. Oh, eh, I do. And then I researched the shit out of my... Intuition is pretty good. Good. I, I'm glad. Do it. Yep. No wonder about Jared. Can't find anything. Yep. Mm. They're not on truth or anything. Wow. Well, what, wait, what's this? Yep. There's not. Okay. Um, I agree, Villain, but yes, God wins. I think we've been judged this whole time. Look how we all, this has changed people. Yeah, I completely agree. Listen to what we heard last night. You had a mother who was on here. Her, her own daughter won't even fucking let her in the house. That's some messed up shit right there. I don't care who you are. Uh, Jesus, why does this computer do this? Oh, there we go. I'm not on Twitter. Can you see when her last post was? Uh, six days ago. Ivanka Trump's last post was six days ago. Thank you, President Andres Duda. It's an honor to assist you in your efforts to help the people of Ukraine get the medicines, medical supplies, and equipment they so desperately need. More planes loaded up urgently needed medicine supplies are headed your way. Did you get a chance to watch that post I sent you? I'm guessing no, because I didn't get a post. So <sighs> lack of grace. Very good. Sparky boy. Very, very good. Good, good, good. Here in America still have so many more freedoms than other countries. In my view, they're all winning. Yeah. I, but that means you're settling though, in a way. I'm not saying you actually are, but here in America, we do. We have so many. But the reason we have so many is because we have stood up and fought against those who are willing to take them from us. And I think that's the most important thing is that we've got to be willing to write that check up into including our lives, stand there and protect those rights like so many people that have come before us to protect those rights for us. It might what, what I'm trying to say is it might fall back on us today or tomorrow or the next day.
it might fall back on us and we might have to be the ones that put that wall up and say, nah, nah, bear, nah, not today. Not happening, bitches. Sit your fucking ass down. We'll we'll deal with you in a minute. Uh, I, and I I get this. This is why I get worked up about this shit because I those rights that have been given to us that by God, not by me. Yeah, granted, like for by instance, God. for instance, Georgia is now a constitutional carry state. Yep. In case you all didn't know, it's no longer illegal for me to drive around in my car. Guess what? If you come here from another state that you are a constitutional carry state as well it is an automatic retribution here in georgia which is pretty badass if reciprocation you look, or reciprocation here yes. in georgia it's pretty badass if you think about it um it's a nice thing to have however this is where my argument with it is it isn't so good why i was already given that right yeah it was shouldn't. granted to me in the constitution which according to my leaders was brought on from on high why am i going to need man's word that says that i can carry a fucking gun when i've already got fucking god's word yep i i, I don't need that shit that pisses me off but whatever it, it makes my life a little bit easier for a while i don't need to fucking worry about that shit fuck them bt wallace wants to know what's the topic today the topic kind of today is freedom yeah really it's freedom for all of us so you all saw the video of the dude in uh New the York. shooting i know everybody was on most of you guys were on today i was watching uh justin's uh show as well i missed it because my mom showed up so i had to hide our stash real quick um so 10 shot in brooklyn sub but this came out of the new york times and i want to or i'm sorry the washington post um and it came out of the washington post but it was printed from the new york times which doesn't make any sense to me so it means the new york times stole the washington post story and stuck it in their own newspaper they mirrored it weirder as fuck hey we did anyway, it with Stu peters the other day so you know so somewhat liberal uh right so uh i'm sitting here reading this article it's pretty long i'm not gonna read the whole fucking thing all over again but uh while i'm sitting here reading it and we all know it's pretty gay fake and gay we know we justin pointed out some very obvious things and we were talking about it today on the show because of people running and doing all that other crap anyway i'm sitting here reading this article and there is no mention about race even though they say the cops have pictures of the guy well, of course, there's no mention of race. Why would there be? He's not white. I found that interesting. I found that very interesting. But it's weird because I hate to say this, but I had to fucking go to good old fucking Sky News here. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry, Daily Mail. And they have the longest headlines ever. Yep. Um, right off the bat, on Tuesday morning, uh, they said commuters on the northbound train Tuesday morning described a man wearing construction a construction vest threw a smoke grenade into their subway car as it was in between stations, then opened fire. Terrified passengers tried to get out in the next carriage, but the door was locked. So following on, they described the man as a about a five foot six to five foot nine black man. The Daily Mail in the UK. Well, because they they actually they still see the difference, you know. They still identify people by their race. Yet here like in the in states, police reports and stuff. Here in the states, though, here in the states, no, that's no mention of race. That's racist. No mention of race. Nope. And then um, they found the U-Haul. They ended up catching this dumbass. I guess he left a receipt for a storage unit, a storage locker that they were using, uh, that they were using, or he was using. And they went to it. They found an address for a place in Philly. While they were in Philly, they found an address for a place in New York. Uh, they went to that, and then they found out who the guy was, so on and so forth. Long story short, um, 
Yeah, he's in prison. Um, well, he's not in prison, but he's in jail. Uh, the feds took over the case, and I and somebody tonight was saying on the fucking like five rounded, you know, five o'clock round table they have on Fox News, whatever it's called, the holes. I think um, they <laughs> they got on the there, five. and one of them was saying, "Man." The New York City Police Department did such a great job on this. Uh, they that, didn't even know be, who the like, guy was. Geraldo. And, uh, you know, this is just great that they caught him so quickly. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it's really fucked up. That seems in New York, you got a lot of broken fucking cameras. The one in Epstein's cell and apparently all of the cameras on the train line. Just that train, though. Weird. Just that platform. Fucking weird. Just saying. Just that train. I'm not saying that nobody didn't get hurt. I'm not saying that nobody did anything else. However, what I am saying is there is some weird shit going on with this one because it don't make no damn sense. Well, in that article and why I was leaning over your shoulder because something caught my eye. It said the Joint Terrorism Task Force yeah. is fully engaged. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, no, they are. Didn't didn't we just talk about the Joint Terrorism Task Force? Oh yeah. Well, they're not going to put out a color either because color doesn't determine whether or not you did a crime. That's not what no, I'm talking about. I'm looking for a fucking physical description, you dumbasses. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people were obviously hurt. I, I don't know if they were shot. I do agree with Justin. It did look like there was a lady pouring something on the ground. Uh, I can't confirm it was blood. It could have been Kool-Aid for all we know. Um, and sometimes your pants do keep in some blood, but not that much. Not the way that she was rolling around. It looked like a squirt bottle with a fucking, uh, it looked like a, almost like a fucking, uh, what you call it? Like a water bottle with a whole pot poked in the top of it. Hmm. Um, and they were just spraying it around. It looked weirder than all get out. Either way, uh, yeah, stupid, but whatever. Um, this is a, but did you die moment? Well, they're going to, this is not going to be in the news anymore. No after tonight, nope. after tonight, that's not going to be in the news anymore. And the reason, no, the reason it's not going to be in the news is because we have identified the guy and he's a blackmail. Yep. That's the whole reason. Yep. Well, uh, they, they caught him though. So go, we, we have one last clip of, of uh, the esteemed mayor of New York city, that shitbag Eric Adams. Um, right there, breaking 911. My fellow New Yorkers, we got it. We got it. I cannot thank the men and women of the New York City Police Department enough, as well as our federal agents, our state police, our first responders. All right, I'm not fucking listening to this motherfucker, this, the rest of this. He I, basically said the same thing over and over again. We got him. So we got him. We got him. Hey, we, when's the last they, time? They got him. When was the last time that that was on the news like that? Anybody? Anybody? Hmm. Uh, it was uh, 2005, four. What was that? Iraq. We got Saddam. We got him. We got him. They we came, got that's, him. That's what it came out of the Pentagon briefing. Him. The Pentagon briefer walked out and said, we got him. That was it. Yeah, and 33, yeah, they, uh, they'll call me the oh, bark like someone didn't just quick. fire 33 rounds at them. 33, very particular, 33. Hold on, hold your horses, because we can't, there was something I wanted to dispel about that, because people were saying very oddly today online there and during Justin's show, um, what he fired, we were all guessing, uh, I knew I'd seen something. The man fired at least 33 times, hitting 10 people. Easing said, police said that they later found 33 discharged shell casings along with two used smoke grenades, two un uh, undetonated smoke grenades, a hatchet, a liquid that appeared to be gasoline with a bag of fireworks. Okay. 
Um, smoke began to film the subway car. Police said the man pulled out a Glock nine millimeter handgun and fired nearly three dozen rounds. James Eastwig said chief of detectives for the New York city police department. So Tuesday evening. So hold on. We're going to do a little educational class for everybody. How many rounds you, does it? Glock? You got to get up. Okay. Why do I have to get up? Cause I'm going to go do something. You're, you're oh. going to take over for a minute. Oh, good God. Okay. This is what he ha was is what happens when he doesn't plan shit. So um, I, I will say he's probably going to get his Glock. So extended mag is 33 rounds. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, so I do have one other story in case you guys didn't hear. Um, there is a major solar storm that's going to hit us like today or tomorrow, just in time for taxes. Uh, I guess that's going to be my excuse as to why I didn't file our taxes. Sorry, the internet went down. Um, because, uh, I, I think they're going to drop the internet. I think there is going to be, I think there's too much that's going on right now that's coming out. Um, so NASA and the NOAA projection models indicate that a solar storm will strike the earth's magnetic field, uh, on April 14th. So direct hit solar storm prediction models from both NOAA and NASA show the storm hits April 14th, just ahead of a fast solar wind stream. This should intensify the storm as the stream will give it a push from behind. So the chances of reaching uh, G2 level conditions are 80% at high latitudes and 20% at mid latitudes. Radio blackout risk remains low, but amateur radio operators and GPS users face disruption on Earth's night side. Uh, when geomagnetic storms come into contact with Earth's magnetic fields, they've been known to, known to cause radio blackouts and even cause power blackouts if they directly strike transformers. Um, NASA has predicted that a G2-class geomagnetic storm will arrive as a result of a coronal mass ejection. So, yeah, we're, we're getting a big solar storm coming our way here real quick. So, anyway... This, folks, is obviously a no button. It is a Glock 9 millimeter. Okay. It is, this is your standard magazine that you buy with a full size Glock 9 millimeter. It's a, uh, well, at least here in Georgia. Now I know it's different in different states. In Georgia, we can get 15 round magazines, and this is the 15 round magazine. And I know in other states, you can't get more than like 10 rounds in a handgun and shit, all that crazy crap. So, uh, screw them. Wicked Early, I think, said, uh, um, if it was a Glock extended mag is 33 rounds. So I just happen to have one of those, um, extended mags, high speed bad boys. Okay. Yep. And it, uh, the biggest it holds is 31 rounds, 31, one in the tube. So that's 32. The most you're going to have is a 32 round mag. The reason, um, it's 32 and one, or they only go up to 31 because 32 is in your pipe. You always have one loaded. So normally next to all my magazines, I have an extra bullet. And this is the Glock 30 round magazine. Just so you know, I'm not bullshitting you. Glock, Glock mag locked in. And with this gun, uh, I can dump this magazine in about a minute, not even a second. But that's because I have something else in here. That's pretty fucking amazing. Um, well, it's talk about pretty that. Pimp. But that's, also not for discussion on here, but that is the, but you'll never forget that. If you can see that right now, you will never ever forget that magazine sticking out of a handgun. Cause it doesn't even look like it's like, what the hell is that sticking out the bottom? You will never ever, it, very rare. Will you see that unless they're gun weird weirdos like myself. That being said, 
This guy supposedly fired, according to this article, he fired 33 rounds from a Glock 9mm. Well, there's your Glock 9mm. If he did not have um, the donkey dick, as I like to call it, sticking out of the bottom of the magazine, even for a good shooter, uh, I have at least I have at least a half second reload speed. So in a half second, I can be back up and running my gun again. That being said, this guy probably hasn't fired a gun for real or done any competition shooting whatsoever his whole entire life. I can guarantee he does not have my speed. Therefore, he's not pumping through three, 33 rounds out of magazines like this. Is it possible? Possibly. He might have sat there and did a lot of practicing. I couldn't tell you. I can tell you this, though. It's a tough thing to accomplish and master because you got to get really used to where you put your magazines because the biggest drawback is pulling the magazines out. Sometimes they get in the way. It gets a little gets a little hinky, gets weird, and the next thing you know, it's all over. But that was very odd. There were no rifles found. It was only a handgun, and they found rifles at his house. But the, what he used on the train was only a handgun. Um, if he was, why? why? Why wouldn't he bring his rifles? He probably couldn't get them. I mean, no, couldn't get them through. You know how okay. hard it would be to get that on a train. Yeah, no, or that's true. Else? All right, now I got gotcha. you. I mean, all right. There's a couple other guns I've got that I could get through that. That, but there's not much. Anyway, it wasn't until Friday night. This was the final description given of this guy. This is what really pisses me off because what's the point of a bolo? Um, to let everyone know exactly what they're looking for. Be on the lookout, right? Yeah. Okay, so the bolo, the last bolo that was put out by the New York City Police Department, this is what it was. Police said they were told the attacker was a heavy set, dark skinned man with a neon vest and a gray sweatshirt. So basically, any construction worker in New York City. Hey, if I was Hispanic, I'd be pissed off. No shit. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, that's some fucked up shit right there because they didn't identify him as his actual race, which he was an African American. Because why? They didn't want to catch him? No, because they didn't want to trigger anyone. They didn't want to be called racist. Uh, th this is where, when I, I... This is this is the downfall of our society. 100%. I, I'm not saying it's the downfall of the society, but I am saying that this is where I get so frustrated because there's... Uh, I, so many, so much, so many of us have done so much for this country. And it's not just me. There's a lot of other people out there that have obviously play, paid the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and I, I just think that, man, there should be earthquakes coming out of D.C. right now with the number of people that are rolling over there in their graves in Arlington because they're going like, what the fuck are you all doing? You guys are fucking the destroy. You're destroying what I fought and died for. I, I, I just I the echoes that come across like when you actually stand in D.C. and look out across the uh the reflecting pool. And in the distance, you see Arlington. It's like, holy shit. I, I just, I, I can't believe. And that's exactly right, Nick Wicked Gnarly. I fucking, touche. If it had been a white man, holy shit. Yep. Yep. I completely think that. I, I, I It's a scary thought that we're down, we've come down this road so fast and so far it's ridiculous well and I, apparently the fbi was watching this guy because he put out a whole bunch of youtube videos he was a black nationalist he wanted to kill white people he wanted to kill the new he did a whole video for 13 and a half minutes yeah. about killing whitey yeah and he wanted to kill the supreme court the new uh katanji 
Brown Jackson because she's married to a white guy. So um, the FBI was watching him and they stopped watching him in 2019. I, I just, uh, that's when I see, this is when I get really frustrated because I really think we're going down. Um, you know, it was funny because Justin was talking about it today. He's like, hey, look, uh, I think we're, uh, he said, other people have argued with me about it, about, you know, something happening in this country, like what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. And by the way, I got a video from one of our listeners. Good dude. I friended him on Twitter or not on Twitter, but True on social. Instagram. Oh. And he friended me back and he sent me a video today and he sent me this video and I, I forgot your name on Instagram, but I suck with names. Anyway, I probably wouldn't remembered it even doesn't matter. But, um, I read, I heard the video. I listened to everything translated and yes, it translates the same. It's exactly what they were saying, but literally there was an old man cussing up and down a storm about, uh, how the Ukrainians did this to his house in, uh, Maripova and Ukrainians killed all the people there. Ukrainians did it. He repeated it. He started screaming it at the top of his lungs because none of the reporters would listen to him. He said, you're not even fucking listening to me. And yeah. I was like, at first I was like, because I read this article today that Putin broke his silence on the triumph in Ukraine because he finally called and said, yeah, basically it's not going the way I thought it was going to go. But, and I was thinking to myself, well, man, maybe Russia really is in there. Maybe this is, maybe this is real. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've, I fucked this one up. Nope. And then I saw that immediately after I was like, nope, I know I didn't fuck this up because there's no way this old man, he's probably 60 or 70. He said, Ukrainians did it to me. And then he was dragged away by some other people. I'm sure. I guarantee those were soldiers taking them out yeah. back to shoot them. Absolutely. I it just, uh, some of the fucking images you're seeing coming out of there, they're heartbreaking. Yes. Uh, for the humanity side of it, me being a human, I hate it. But at the same time, I look at it like this way. Um, if we don't fix ourselves as a fucking country right now, that's going to be here soon. And just wait, mark my words. I tell you right now, no bullshit. That will be here in America. If we do not fix ourselves quick, fast, in a hurry, like, well, they're already, they're already, I mean, propping up riots. Those are coming next. Yep. Um, we're going to see riots in the Midwest here soon. We're going to see, we're going to see mid uh, riots here as soon as the midterms are over. Trust me, there's going to be riots all over this country. They're going to try to burn this bitch down. I think they're going to do it before the midterms. I think they're going to start now. Like we're, I think we're going to look at that. I think the riots in the summer of 2020 are going to be nothing compared to the summer of 2020. Right now, folks, if you're not aware, uh, my, Prayers out to the families in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because yep. right now they're going to be going through. Uh, they got a couple days coming up here that's going to be real ugly. Uh, so if anybody lives out there, my prayers are with you. Uh, I pray that nothing happens. Pray that you don't get your business burnt down or anything like that. But I've already heard about it. If you haven't heard about it, please get on your whatever you trust for news and go look it up. Uh, there was a officer involved shooting up there uh, a couple weeks back. And uh, the body cam worn footage was supposed to be released today at 3 p.m., which it was. And uh, the people were already outside demonstrating, demonstrating the whole bit. It's pretty ugly. Um, it's not going to be pretty from everything I've heard from different people that I know that live up there. Um, everything that was done was within the limits. Of the law was legal. Uh, apparently, the officer is going to be put back to work. Um. I don't know. It's I, not going to be pretty up there. I saw the video. There was a, a bystander that videoed the whole thing um, that came out today. And then, uh, but apparently the body cam actually got shut off before the final shot, probably because they were wrestling around in the video from the bystander. 
Um, okay, right there when you just said that they were wrestling. Yeah, he should have been shot because the video from the bystander uh, that you can hear the cop saying, "Let go of the taser." Uh, he ta the cop tased him, and then the guy apparently grabbed the taser and uh, was was trying to get the was struggling with the taser the while he was on the ground, yeah. and the cop was on top of him, and and the cop shot him. So um, that all was on the bystander video. But according to what they put out looks, in the news media in Michigan, they said that uh, the a narrative cop was that laid was him down on the ground and shot him in the back of the head. Execution style. Execution style. That's, and uh, I was like, wow. So, yeah. folks, just keep your prayers out there for Michigan tonight because I don't think it's going to be pretty there for the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, and supposedly all the rest of this stuff's about is supposed to come out about the cop and him going back to work and everything else. So it ain't going to get no better up there because yeah. uh, you know that it doesn't matter when we show you the video and you realize that the guy deserved to die. Um, that doesn't make any difference for anybody else. Uh, they don't fucking care. So. I'm just telling you right now, just be prepared for it if you're in one of those cities. Um, either way, tonight, though, we have to we got to get out of here, though. Yeah, because um, we're going to be on uh, Daily we, Dose Red Pill Project with yep, Josh. At 6.30 or, well, 6.30 Mountain Time. 8.30 yeah, Eastern Time. Standard Time. So We'll be 8.30 Eastern here. Yeah. So um, you we'll, can just hop, uh, those of you that are on our channel on Twitch, just hop over to the Red Pill Project um, on Twitch or on Red Pills TV. Just stay on the stream. Um, on Rumble, again, uh, he's on there too. So, you know, go to the red pill project. We'll be on there in, in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah. So we got to get the fuck out of here, but, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. So Sparky boy. Before we go fuck around and hours. find out. That's what I believe. That's it. So, uh, find out. have a good night folks. Uh, yep. we'll see you back here tomorrow. Um, like, and yes, share, thank you, Lindsay. You know what? I don't worry. Even the guys that do sell the pillow ads, i.e. us. Cause like we don't have a business like Justin, we, we got to do what we got to do. We try yeah. to keep the show free for you guys. Yeah. So you guys can listen to us. Yep. So either way, um, like, share, subscribe. Yep. Yes. And uh, we will, uh, we we'll will be see back you tomorrow, tomorrow with attorney Thomas Renz. Um, that's going to be fire. Very excited about that. Very excited about you that. You probably want to tune in for that one. Cause that's going to be about January 6th. I can tell you right or, now. Or snake and, venom. Or snake venom. I mean, no, this his, it won't be about January 6th. He doesn't do January 6th. He does all the, the vaccine stuff. He's, He's taking cases to court. Um, he testified at yeah, that's uh, right, that's true. Reimer Fulmix right. um, thing, I believe. So it's going to be about Snake Senator Venom. Johnson. Trust me, yeah, you, you'll see yeah, Snake yeah, yeah. Venom tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to hear more about Snake Venom. We're going to get on him, see what what he has to say about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, these, he's probably one of the better guests we've had before, where we get to really get into shit. Yep. So either way, for the Mick and me, Lynn, we will talk to you later, folks. See you in a bit.
Yeah. 